This podcast is dedicated to the elevation of the soul of Feige Batrivka and Aaron and Sarah Kotler. Redemption, the essence of Shavuot. What is redemption? Rabbi Ashlag, the great master Kabbalist, teaches us that we have three states of existence. The first state is our existence in the Ein Sof Baruch Hu, the infinite. Here, God's purpose of creation, which is to give the ultimate pleasure to all created beings, is manifest. This pleasure, his goodness, is called his light. God's light simply spreads out from his essence. It is the ultimate of goodness, beauty, sweetness and gentleness. His goodness. This light has one desire, and that is to give of itself. And thus the light created a vessel to receive its light. This vessel consists of the desire to receive the light of God. It is the only created aspect of creation and forms the basic nature of all created beings. This vessel is termed the Malchut of the Ein Sof. In the Ein Sof, the light and the vessel are in complete harmony in the inner meaning of the verse from Zechariah, chapter 14, Hu Ushmo Echad, he and his name are one. The vessel is entirely filled with the light of the Creator. But the vessel of the Ein Sof did not wish to remain just as a passive recipient of God's bounty. It wanted to become a partner in creation. Just as the light is giving, it also wanted to give, because similarity of desire brings spiritual entities together and unites them. Thus the vessel of the Ein Sof, even though its created nature is that of receiving, desired to become a giver. This is possible in the role of receiving the light only in order to give unconditionally. But since the vessel's nature is one, that has been determined by the Creator as being a receiver. This desire to give unconditionally is not one that can be acquired by the vessel in one single step, but in fact it requires a whole process of learning. Indeed, it requires the whole unfolding of the history of creation for us to attain. This process of learning to give unconditionally is called the tikkun of creation and is one in which every single soul plays its part. The Jewish people who stood at Mount Sinai for the receiving of the Torah play a pivotal role. Why is that? Since we all have receiving as our basic nature, a nature which manifests in this world as receiving for ourselves alone, what we call our egoism, we would not know how to learn how to give unconditionally if it were not for God giving of his divine wisdom when he gave us the Torah. Through the study and practice of Torah and mitzvot, we can learn how to redirect our basic nature of selfish love into one of giving unconditionally and joyfully, to God and to our fellow man, just as God gives unconditionally and joyfully to us. The Torah, 
the divine wisdom is both a way and a destination. The Zohar states, The Torah, the Holy Blessed One, and the soul are one. In other words, God's essence itself is the same essence as we have in the soul and the same essence that is in the Torah. The realization of the unity of these three elements and the experience of them as one will only come to us at the finish of this whole process of learning to give unconditionally. That will be at the Gemara Tikkun, at the finish of the Tikkun of creation. At that time, we will experience the words of Isaiah, and the world will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the sea covers the seabed. In other words, at that time, the time of redemption, we will no longer need to struggle to come to God to experience his light, but we will all know God as naturally as the water covers the sea. In the meantime, as we struggle between the pull of our basic nature a nature which manifests as our selfish love, our ego, and the desire of our soul which wishes to fulfil the original contract we made in the Ein Sof of learning to come to affinity of form, of unity with the Creator through giving unconditionally. It is not given to us to experience God's goodness directly, but we need to come to him through faith. This is because having faith in God is actually an act of giving. It is the faith that we develop during the period when God's light is hidden from us that builds our connection with God. The Zohar calls this period when God's light is hidden from us the night. And the moment when God's light will be revealed to us at the end of the Tikkun, it calls the day. As we know, Shavuot is the festival in which we celebrate the giving of the Torah to the children of Israel on Mount Sinai. It has all the elements of the revelation of the light of God and has the nature of day. It is the same nature as that of the redemption. It is customary on the night before Shavuot to spend that night studying the Torah in order to complete the tikkun of the Malchut, the tikkun of the community of souls which make up the vessel called the Malchut. This Malchut is termed in the Zohar the bride. The receiving of the Torah on Mount Sinai is recited in the synagogue on the morning of Shavuot. Here is the description that the Zohar gives of this event. As Rabbi Ashlag, the great Kabbalist, teaches us, this description does equally well for the festival of Shavuot as it does for the day of the Gemara Tikkun the day of the full revelation of the light of God when we finish the whole process of the Tikkun of creation. We are going to first listen to the words of the Zohar and then we will learn Rabbi Ashlag's explanation. Here's the Zohar. Rabbi Shimon was sitting learning Torah throughout the night. This is the night when the bride, which is the whole community of souls known as the Malchut, joins with her husband who is God. All the companions who belong to the bride's house, that is, all of us, 
need to be present during the night. The following day is the day of Shavuot, when the bride is appointed to be under the wedding canopy with her husband, since he was with her all through the night. The companions rejoice with the bride and with the tikkun with which she is rectified. They study and practice all aspects of the Torah, the five books of Moses, the prophets, the writings, the Midrash and the Kabbalah, because these constitute her rectification and are her jewellery. And she, the bride, comes with her maidens and stands above the companions and is rectified by them, and she is happy with them all through the night. On the following day, she only comes to the wedding canopy accompanied with the companions. And they, the, the companions, who occupy themselves all the night with the Torah, are called the sons of the wedding canopy. And when they come to the canopy, the Holy Blessed One asks after them and blesses them and adorns them with the jewellery of the bride. Happy is their portion. Here are the words of Rabbi Ashlag. Explanation. We have here two explanations which actually come from the same source. Firstly, the times when God's light is hidden from us when we feel we are exiled from his presence, is called the night, because this is the time in which God's light is concealed from us. Nevertheless, it is just at this dark time, when all forces are acting upon us to separate us from God, if we manage to keep our faith and overcome our nature of receiving and make the effort to stay connected with our faith, that, that is the time in the night, when the bride joins with her husband through the work that we do in Torah and Mitzvot unconditionally. It is in these times that if we manage to uphold the Torah, we are considered as if, in a sense, we are creating the Torah. Because despite the fact that it is dark for us, nonetheless, through that dark, we are making the Torah manifest through our faith. All the lofty spiritual stages called the secrets of the Torah which actually refer to the intentions behind the mitzvot, are revealed through our struggles. And we find that the days of the exile are called the night in which the bride joins with her husband. And when all of us together will have completed the tikkun of the collective soul, the malchut, also known as the bride, then the perfect redemption which will occur according to the inner meaning of the scripture and it shall be one day that shall be known to the Lord, neither day nor night, and it shall come to pass that at eventide it shall be light. Zechariah chapter 14 will come to pass. It is on that day the bride is invited to stand under the wedding canopy, under the chuppah, with her husband, who is God. When that happens, then the consciousness of all the worlds will ascend. This leads to a new day dawning and a new wedding canopy. We will even develop a new relationship with the Torah. We will be called those who occupy themselves with Torah, not those who make the Torah, because then it will be known and the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the water covers the sea. Isaiah chapter, chapter 11. In other words, at that time, we will no longer have to believe in God or have to learn about him 
or struggle to maintain our faith, but we will all have a natural love for God and a natural knowledge of him which will be as natural as the sea that covers the seabed. And indeed, at that time, the Lord will be one and his name one. Now, let's consider the essence of the festival of Shavuot and see how that relates to what we've just learnt. In Exodus chapter 19, in the lead up to the giving of the Torah on Mount Sinai, this is what the English translation states. In the third month of the children of Israel's departure from Egypt, on this day they arrived in the desert of Sinai. They journeyed from Rephidim and they arrived in the desert of Sinai and they encamped in the desert and Israel encamped there opposite the mountain. But what you can't pick up from the translation is the particular nuance of the Hebrew text. The beginning of the sentence is They journeyed from Rephidim and they came to the wilderness of Sinai and they encamped in the wilderness. But the end of the sentence is in the singular and Israel camped there in the singular verb opposite the mountain. The sages, Rashi in particular, commentated on this and he said, they encamped as one man with one heart. This is the first intimation that we have that the giving of the Torah is of the same essence as that of the redemption, because only on the day of redemption will all the separate elements that represent the different souls come together and we again will be one soul as we were when God created Adam in the Garden of Eden. Verse 20 in the same chapter, Vayerit Hashem al-Hausinai el-Rosh Hahal And God came down on Mount Sinai. What does this mean? It means that on the, the day when we received the Torah, which we celebrate every year on Shavuot, we had a direct knowledge of God. The sages teach us that God's voice spoke directly to the heart of all 600,000 people who stood there. And the people saw the thunder, says the Torah. This voice did not pass in the normal way through the senses, but it was an eternal moment of the direct knowledge of God, just as we will experience it at the end of the redemption. And this is why Rabbi Ashlag teaches us that the day of Shavuot is, in fact, a day of the very same essence as that of the Gemara Tikkun, the finish of all the Tikkun, the complete redemption, when the Malchut, the vessel with which all of us belong, would be joining as a bride under the wedding canopy together with her husband, the Holy Blessed One. Rabbi Asher continues. So we can see that we can learn this piece of Zohar as referring to either the day of Shavuot or referring to the day of the final redemption because, in fact, they are both of the same essence. In the inner meaning of 
and death is swallowed up forever and the Lord God wipes the tears of all faces. Isaiah chapter 25. As the sages have explained on the verse engraved on the tablets, don't read engraved, read freedom. The Torah brings freedom from the angel of death. The angel of death means selfish love, the will to receive ourselves alone, which brings us death and separation from the life of all lives. The Torah brings us freedom from that. It takes us out of our confined will to receive ourselves alone and opens it up to the possibility of giving until we finally come to the ultimate receiving only for the sake of giving and thus fulfill the contract we made originally as the vessel in the Ein Sof. Now, unfortunately, as we know, following the receiving of the Torah on Mount Sinai, six weeks later, the sin of the golden calf took place and the Tikkun for that time was spoiled. Nevertheless, it does not mean it's spoiled forever. It just meant that we had more work to do. We can see that the day of receiving the Torah really does have that same energy as the end of the Tikkun, the full redemption. So traditionally, we sit up learning Torah on the night of Shavuot, which precedes the reading of the Torah on the day of Shavuot when we actually read the Ten Commandments. The shul is decorated with flowers, just as traditionally Mount Sinai was decorated with flowers. The Torah scrolls are in their best finery in white, and it is a day of tremendous happiness. Now, in this generation, the time when the footsteps of Mashiach are heard, we are finishing all these meetings of light and vessel that occurred during the days of concealment. And this period of the world's existence, this is the final time of night in which the bride joins with her husband in faith before the great Gemara Tikkun. It is the end of the Tikkun, before the redemption, when all of us will be appointed to the wedding canopy on the following day to accompany the bride as she joins with the Holy Blessed One, her husband. This audio recording is brought to you from Nahora School, established by Yadida Cohen for the study of the Kabbalah as taught by Rabbi Hudalev Ashlag. Studies with Yadida Cohen are available through the Nahora School online. Details at www.nahoraschool.com or www.nahorapress.com.